Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another FT Log podcast. It's the holy trinity of podcast people, myself, Jack, and Alex. How you doing, fellas? Hello. How you doing? How's it going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, lads. Not too bad. After that Atletico Madrid win, I am buzzing over the moon. Yeah, um, did well though, didn't you? I don't think anyone fancied you to, to do that. Yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful match. Well played. I, I can't fault anything. Yeah, we're top management, that. Top, top management can hey, teach you. Are you alluding to someone here, Jack? I thought, it just, just seems like a bit of a vibe there, mate. I might be. I might be. I'd say he's not a bad manager, really. I think he needs a, a chance wish. I don't know if, if he'll get a Chelsea. He may do. He may do. He's not bad, is he? But is he good enough to be named as one of the top five managers of all time? I mean, for the second best club in London, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, w- I won't argue with that. You're gonna, uh, it's gonna uh, drop the ratings with this, Alex, mate. People are gonna they, think we're deluded on this podcast. You come in with lines no, like just, that. You know, that timeline just shooting down, mate. <laughs> Coming. <laughs> Go on, then, Jack. Introduce it. Introduce what we're doing today. Well, I've sort of alluded to it. It's the top five managers of all time. So we did one last year, didn't we, that was talking about the current managers. But yeah, this this is all throughout history, so there'll be some good names in there. I found it out a lot preparing for this podcast, I'm not going to lie. And mm-hmm. a lot of homegrown, that's all I've got to say for me. I think we can be proud as Great Britain, I suppose, from my perspective anyway, that um, we've got some brilliant managers that have existed in the game. But let's crack on. Alex, you go first, mate. Honourable mentions. Got any? Um, yeah, I mean, there's really a few. I mean, uh, I haven't got them on my list, but obviously Mourinho, who's won countless um, domestic titles, at, you know, I think in four different um, countries, which is obviously something I don't think it has been done. He's won the Champions League, is it three times or two times? Never with Chelsea. Uh, two. Oh, yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? Um, Inter and Porto. I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess it probably depends where you're from, but um, there's plenty of managers you could pick, so it'd be, uh, I mean, we could be all day just with honourable mentions, so I don't True. really have any. Um, I'll, I'll quickly throw out some on mine before you do your five then. Uh, my honourable mentions are Arsene Wenger, we'll get into these later on, I suppose, uh, Ancelotti and Shankly. Jack, you got any? Yeah, so I've got two of the best sort of managers, if you give them great players. Uh, in Ancelotti and Del Bosque, and the greatest Arsenal manager of all time, Herbert Chapman. Fair play, fair play. Right, Alex, go to your five to one. Yeah, no, it's uh, number five. I've gone for Rhinus Michels, if that's even how you say his name. Uh, uh, Rhinus, I think. Rhinus, Rhinus Michels. Michels? Michaels? It's probably Michaels, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Which should the surname anyway. <laughs> number four, I've gone for Pep Guardiola. Number three, I've gone for Sir Alf Ramsey. Number two, I've gone for Sir Alex Ferguson. And number one, I've gone for Brian Clough, the legend. Ooh. RIP. Yeah, there's one thing that sticks on mind with him, the punch. Um, mine at five to one. Number five, I've got Saki. That's how you say it. Um, Pep Guardiola. Was that? Sounds Japanese when you say it. It's Sachi, I think. Sachi, that's it. That's what I said, isn't it? Uh, um, You're Italian. I thought you would have denied that. Uh, <laughs> uh, number four, Pep. Pep has to be in there. Pep Guardiola. Pep. Pep. <laughs> Pep. Pep. Um, number three, Jock Steen. Number two, Renus Michels. Michels. And number one has to be. I, I, I don't know anyone on this planet who can pick anyone. Other than Sir Alex Ferguson. Jack, what about you? I just did. 
Um, yeah, I, I do know okay, someone. Yeah. <laughs> Alex. Alex. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, my number five is Rigo Sacchi. My number four is Jose Mourinho. My number three is Marcello Lippi. My number two is Renus Mickles, and number one, Sir Alex Ferguson. All right. Do we address the elephant in the room first? Do we address the elephant in the room first, or do we? Is the elephant in the room? Ferguson. How, how the hell can you have Brian Clough? Very easily. Very, very yeah, easily. They're, they're, Roy Keane said... Yeah, that, 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 the that best was manager he's played yeah. for. Exactly. Over Ferguson, they were like, what? And he was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smashed it there. Well, 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 he's number one then, isn't he? <laughs> no, but do you know what, though? I don't think, I don't think Clough could do it in today's game. Like He, he was an absolute... Ooh. tough as nails well, it's like, the, same it's, Could the he way get away that these guys are pampered oh. now and and the way that he treated the press and stuff as well like I, I don't know if he'd get away with it now he's close for me I'm, I'm already considering dumping dumping Jose to be honest he was no. kind of I know well, I put him in at precious. four but he was the one that I was thinking oh do I put him in now did you even have him as an honourable mention um well, well, I didn't want to say too many, but yeah, I was thinking about him. I was thinking about Del Bosque mainly. Um, yeah, Clough did come to mind. How? I mean, to be honest, I, I can understand Clough, what he's done and the character he is. And, you know, we've all seen, I think, I don't know how internationally known he is. Obviously, he's, he's done, I think he is quite well internationally known. He's obviously yeah. done stuff internationally. But I mean, what he's, I think his character plays a lot more um into the hands of you know i, th- I don't know i think he, he he was a good manager i think his character shone more than his actual managerial skills i think like jack said today's game he would not last i i, I wholeheartedly disagree personally um if we're talking from a man management style um no he was he was the best up better than anyone and that's what it's mainly today and it? it's getting the player on your side if you can get a player on your side then you're gonna win the game and he, he i mean we're gonna get onto it so I don't want to say too no, much. Yeah, I mean, the thing yeah. is with him, like, what he did, he took Forrest. Yeah. That, and that was... they weren't, they weren't a big team. They weren't, they weren't one of the, the big successful teams. And he obviously won two European Cups with them. It's not, and two he's not got. With Forrest, which is equivalent to the Premier League now. He also yeah. got from Division 2 and the next season won the Premier League. Well, the equivalent of Division 1. Yeah, Derby as well, didn't he? He won the league with Derby. Uh, I mean, there was a film about it, wasn't it? I can't remember what the film was. Uh, but it was actually pretty decent. Uh, but I mean, as a manager, man, I mean, there's various things that everyone says that England would England would have won the World Cup had we had Brian Clough as manager. And the problem is, when we could have got him, we had um, Don Revy from Leeds, and it was a massive thing at the time because it was like kind of corrupt. I mean, Don Revy. He shouldn't really have got it. Brancloth should have. And it was just, I think it was like he knew the guy in the FA and they gave him the England manager's job, even though he shouldn't really got it. So, I mean, there's various things that were, it's kind of like unknown, isn't it? So, I mean, you can make the point that maybe he shouldn't be on top five because he'd never done it, but he was never given the opportunity. It's not because he wasn't good enough. He was more than good enough. He was our best chance to ever win a World Cup since South Ramsey. That's- yeah. I think he was maybe a bit too outspoken to to get it. Uh, I think I think it was, it was going with the times. You know, we had Don Revy as well. He was proper. He was like a proper loser, man. When he was completely outspoken, corrupt as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, that's how managers were, and that's how football was. You know, like you, you at half time you see the players literally chilling out on the like the sideline, having a fag and a fucking beer, <laughs> going out to play football again. That's it was a different time, you know. And it was the same for managers. There was there was no like restrictions. You no like no 
arse old, you know what I mean? They everyone was just fucking saying what they wanted, do what they wanted. They're footballers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, you're right. It was a different time. I, I, I don't have him in my top five, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it an elephant in the room having him at number one. Are, are you, are you sort of taking that as well on some of the players that have played for him? Because yeah, I mean, Roy Keane's the the obvious um, example. Just played for for Fergie and Clough, and I, no, I don't, he didn't get on with Fergie at the end, did he, Keane? So whether that's played into him saying that or not, I don't know. No, I mean, if, at the end of the day, you see it as a compliment when Ferguson's taking your player off you. You know what I mean? That's how I say it. I mean, if you can win the equivalent of the Champions League with Nottingham Forest, Stephen back then, that was like, what? <laughs> you know? I mean, you can make the point, don't get me wrong, that probably Ferguson, if he was in charge of Nottingham Forest, probably would have done the same. But he, had he been given the same resources that he had at Man United? However, Brian Clough actually done that. And that's the point. I mean, he won the European Cup twice. And the equivalent of the Premier League twice with Nottingham Forest. I mean, that is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's... go on. Sorry, Jack. Go on. Do you do you want to go into Fergie and why you had him as number one? One, yeah. I, I just don't think it can be anyone else. Personally, I mean, I think he has the most. I might be wrong. He might have changed a recent, but pretty sure he has the most titles of any manager um, or any manager. You know, from from Great Britain or the main actual the, the main top five leagues and all that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it matters who you support. When you was growing up and you was against Alex Ferguson, you knew he was something else. And that man, he got the best out of... Well, he, he basically produced the best players. Um, uh, we, we've alluded to it in that team, Jack, haven't we? Um, yeah, um, although they weren't... I would say Arsenal had, had the best individual players a lot of the time. And it was Fergie that really made the difference because... I mean, I remember it's fairly recent in terms of Fergie stuff. It's probably about 15 years ago now. He lined up with a midfield of like three centre backs and, da- and Darren Fletcher or something, and he beat us two nil. And yeah, he did have great teams, but they were probably really they were great because of him. He knew when to shake it up as well and and kind of get rid of people and and start again. Yeah, I mean, I was alluded to the class of '92. I think he was he bought they were under his management, weren't they? Um, yeah. He basically grew with them. Um, and like you're saying about him putting centre-backs in midfield, he can manage anything, right? He, the, I think his biggest achievement, bar Man United, and Alex said about Clough, he took Aberdeen to bloody European final. Aberdeen in a, in a league, and they won a, a, a league title as well, right? In a league where only Celtic and Rangers, you go and have a look at the, the Scottish, uh, Scottish league, only Celtic and Rangers ever really won that league, mm. right? And Aberdeen going go and win it under Alex Ferguson wins him a European title as well, right? His his coaching style is based off one of my one of my top five anyway. Jock Steen, um, he's learned from the best. He's adapted. And the one thing I would say about Fergie, which we talked about, Clough, he done it in both eras. I think he done it in the I suppose the traditional kind of football, dealing with those players that you can go and smoke and go and have a beer, go and drink. Then he moved it into the modern era and completely revolutionised that. He was that manager. He He's what Jose wants to be. And we all know it. When Jose took that Man United job, he wanted to be the next Fergie. Mm. right? And Ferguson, wherever you are in the world, he has to be your number one manager. I don't know how anyone else could say anything different. The only problem, the only problem with his career, I wish he took up a, a, a Scotland job. I just want him to come out and just did take... Did he, though, at some point? No, that... Was, that, was that Jock Steen that did that? Jock Steen did, not not Fergie. But there was always talk about uh, Ferguson getting a Scotland job, but however, I mean, 
it was always more likely if Ferguson was got to go into uh, international management, it would probably be England. Yeah. And he knew a lot of the players, a lot of it. Like, if you ever hear him in interviews, he talks a lot about the English national team and what, what was wrong with it at the time. Yeah, uh, I mean, he, he, he just was a, a fantastic manager, to be honest. I mean, look, like a true Scott he is, he had a temper on him. And we all know, you know, you can name loads of situations. Like just to name a couple, I mean, the hairdryer moment where he was always known for shouting in players' faces, obviously <laughs> kicking the boot at Beckham. There's certain, you, know, you can go on and on, right? He's got that fierce side to him and you wouldn't fuck with Fergie. doesn't matter how old he is, he's got this leadership style that you just do not, you just want to play your best for him and you do not piss around with. But was it, is it Molstein, Molstein? Um, uh, yeah, the Dutch guy, his yeah, assistant. His, his or... Assistant, yeah. He was saying that he used to like a like we talk about man management and stuff. He used to like a joke with the best of best of players. You know, you know, he would he would do it with everyone. He joke around. He makes sure there's an environment where you're happy to be there, but you know that you're the best club in the world. And let's be honest, Man United are the biggest club in the world with your likes of Real Madrid. And Ferguson fit that mould perfectly, right? Mm. And one thing this Mullerstein, however you say it, said, what I was reading, was whenever he approached games, so whenever he had a game come from the weekend, so typically, say, your West Ham, your Chelsea, your Arsenal's or whatnot, would be watching videos of um, the other team sussing out how they can, you know, change tactics here to, to defeat their tactics, blah, blah, blah. Um, Ferguson didn't do that at all. He said it's 75 25 approach basically 75 percent is basically how good united was installing confidence in the players that they had, they had building on that working on their strengths as opposed to their weaknesses and stop showing stop showing all these videos and stuff just basically the self-belief of the players and it's work rate work work rate work rate and a lot of people see that in, in that united team i don't remember seeing any united player in that era under fergie that didn't work hard and if they didn't work hard they were out the door. I mean, take Pogba, for example. He was supposed to be the next best thing, wasn't he? Um, mm. The situation there, I think that came around the same time with Scolzi came back out of retirement. I think Pogba wanted more game time. Then he, I think he wasn't putting it in or something or felt like he was, you know, already a made man star. Fergie was like, fine, go, go. doesn't matter. Even after Ronaldo left, he still managed to go on and do things with United. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I mean, everything you're saying is exactly the same as Brian Clough. But I think with Brian Clough, he had a better way of doing it. And Ferguson was very ruthless. However, Brian Clough, I'm just looking at it now. There's a story about when he um, sent their, their um, goalkeeper to a Sunday league team to play because he was getting too big for his boots. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. He'd, he'd do fucking the best things going. <laughs> But is, the, is that the right, is that the right way of approach? I don't know. I don't know if that is the right way of approaching it. Like, that's that's, that's a bit extreme. I mean, there's exactly. one thing like, you don't want to play for the club. Fuck off. I mean, there's ways in which you can get people on your side. And the, the fact is, I mean, Brian Clough was, was a magician, man. There's no doubt about it. No, he done a great thing. He done a few great things. But I mean, I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll agree to put Ferguson at number one. However, Clough has to go second. I mean, if, yeah. if you guys... Uh, I don't know, you know. One one uh, more thing on Fergie. Oh man, I mean, the, oh, come on. Go on, go on. Go on. The, the Dutch guy would be exactly the same as. Go on, Jack. Jack, go on. Yeah, one one more thing on Fergie. So my favourite Fergie moment. I mean, I, I put, you know, I don't really have many because <laughs> I'm not a Man United fan. But um, when Real Madrid won La Decima, Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. was getting the trophy and he saw Fergie and he just looked like a little kid um, just just seeing his dad again. 
after a long time. And it's that, the respect that this is what I mean. he has. And then again, when uh, when Portugal won the Euros and Fergie was waiting like a proud dad then for Ronaldo and Nani uh, to get their medals. And it, it just kind of showed, you know, the respect that he has and the aura that he's got meant that this stuff like Fergie time, refs on his side, penalties and stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all part of being a manager. If, you, if you've if you got the presence to do that, you can't knock it. No, exactly. And, and like, exactly what you said there. I think the guy could manage a team. He can manage egos. He can manage like the new age celeb. You know, Beckham would have been that person. You know, he took tradition, traditional football and modernised it basically as well. He fit the mould as a... Like we said, as as the perfect man for the, one of the biggest clubs, if not the biggest club in the world, and won multiple titles. I think we're talking about forty nine titles in total in his career. Now, I don't, I don't think Clough is nowhere near Fergie. Oh man, no, I, I don't. I, I think you've 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 got a you've got a manager there in Clough who's who was good, right? Done a great thing, two great things, I suppose. But I do think there's this love with Clough because of his character. And because of the way you approach stuff. That's exactly the same with Ferguson. You're just talking about, you know, like Fergie time and you you, you listen to all things that which are characteristically. Um look at what he's won. Fergie. And look on what he, how he's won it and where he's won it as well. I mean, you also gotta add into the fact that what you're saying about being the biggest club in the world, the finances, the resources, the the pay the player uh pullability, you know, all things that Clough never had but still managed to do very or something very, very similar. And oh man, I've done it with Aberdeen. Done it with the thing Aberdeen. with the thing, yeah, the thing with Clough. Oh, sorry, but when you what you're saying, you know, you got Celtic and Rangers. I mean, I still have not enough for to get through to go and win two on a spin and the Champions League. He won a European Cup with Aberdeen. I mean, that's fucking. I mean, do you know what I think Clough is like? And I think they're very close together. Is is Mourinho? Oh, um, no. so, yeah, because oh, if you think oh. right, they they both they both get people on. They both can get people on side. And um, and it, and it's kind of this us against the world. But yeah, obviously they're both. They can be both with the media and and things like that. Quite frosty. Um, and then in terms of what they've achieved, so. Yeah, obviously Mourinho recently has been branded a bit of a checkbook manager, but when he was first starting out, certainly that Porto side was very unfancied to win the Champions League, to win the UEFA Cup and things like that. And that that's a similar level to achievement, I would say, to what Clough did with Forrest. But I suppose the difference is Clough stayed with Forrest. Um, you know, he stayed loyal and eventually a... got relegated and Mourinho moved on into different leagues, won yeah. things, but... It, you know, none of them, except maybe that Inter side, was at the same difficulty uh, as as what he had with Porto. So I'd, I'd say they're very similar. Uh, again, with Porto, I mean, Porto, well, have, have been and probably are still the biggest club in Portugal. So it's, it's not like he, he went into, like, you know, uh, Pacos Ferreira, who were, like, you know, 12th in the Portuguese league and then took him to something greatness. And that's what Clough did. Really yeah, right. but Portuguese, Portuguese, is not is not high on the agenda in terms of European, is it? It's it's not it's not like a top five league. It hasn't really been consistently great since the sixties. Really good players back then. You're looking like Deco, what Ludovic Julie, they had or was it no, was it at Monaco? I can't remember. You had Deco, you had um who else was it at the time? <laughs> you can't name him. Yeah, but 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 I mean <laughs> Clough had the first Even Benny McCarthy didn't actually be decent, you know? They had loads of Clough mate. had the first one million pound player though. Trevor Francis. So it's it's not like they didn't spend money either. Exactly. And That's so funny. I think you're right there, Jack. I think the only difference I'd say I, the reason why 
I would put Joe Joe uh, Day above Cloth. Oh come on, man! Oh come on, come on! I would because he <laughs> he's done it in different countries and he's managed different players. Look, what we got to establish is what do you see as the best manager in the world? So what what attributes do you see? So well, for me, right, I I value. Well, I know what Alex is saying about um, Forrest not being a fancy side in that. I would say personally. I'd rather have someone like, I don't know, say a Guardiola, for example, someone that can do it with great players, not necessarily do it with players like a Sean Dyche. You know, they, they've got, they work differently with different styles, but ultimately it's the guy that can manage the top team that can do it. But the fir- what Fergie did, he made Man United a top team, not necessarily having the best individual players. They were always spending quite a bit of money later on, but, you know, they weren't the only one, were they? Blackburn spent a lot of money. Newcastle spent a lot of money. Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah. So always had the pulling power out of everyone in the Premier League. So, yeah, but it was never well, one. Can I just say, off the back of that, they had the pulling power, but the players that actually pulled him through or the players that Fergie managed and went on to win, say, the triple, a lot of them were from academy. Also, the pulling power is down to Fergie because if yeah. you look at United recently, um, you know, you look at people like Haaland and Sancho and stuff like that, they're not they're not coming to be managed. Even even though Haaland was managed by Solskjaer, a different club, he's not coming to Man United now to be managed by Solskjaer. Whereas if it was Fergie in charge, yeah, I don't, I don't think that'd be the same. Um, oh, look, I, I think Fergie number one. I'm, I think Fergie has got to be number one. Yeah. Number one, as long as you put Brian Clough as number two, because I'm sorry. What would not... you, should we t- should we talk about Renus Mickles? Because we've not we've not. Let's even... talk about the rest. Let's talk about the rest. We'll have Brian Clough around number two or around this era in the in the back of our heads, but we'll have to debate it when it gets to the final five or whatnot. But let's talk about the other ones first. So yeah, Renus Mickles and he's he's on everyone's list. So we might yeah. <laughs> I think is this is this other than Fergie, he's the only one on on everyone's list, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, Pep on two. Apart from that. Yeah. Yeah. So Mickles is is as much about kind of style of play and yeah. philosophy as he actually is what he won. Um, it's it's the legacy, isn't it, that that he left and the people that he he influenced with his total football. Yes, yeah, Bon. I mean, didn't really win that many titles compared to the others that were on, we've named. Even if somebody uh. On all mentions list, he hasn't won that much. But this guy, obviously, total football. I think he's what said the Holy Trinity of podcasts. Us, us three. He kind of, he kind of brought out the the beauty of the game, didn't he? He he kind of changed the way everyone played, and now you're seeing it in the styles that everyone, every other manager now probably plays this as well. So obviously, I've got Pep on my my list. There is a hundred percent. An influence from Runes Mickles in Pep style of play, and another one in Saki. I think. I think he really liked Mickles' style of play and it influenced his managerial style. Yeah, uh, one one we didn't mention either is is Johan Cruyff, and he was oh, kind of the yeah he was his main man, wasn't he? So he he's sort of credited with with um, an influence for him as well. Yeah, I mean. The way they played, obviously, it was it was completely different. So everyone would ha- would be able to do everything, basically, isn't it? That's that's what total football is. And he would play with inverted forwards, strikers basically dropping back, and then you'd have like centre backs pushing forward. So everyone knows of Kuman um, going on and scoring shitloads of goals, didn't he? So th- there's, those are the type of players he, he'd be able to influence further on their career and whatnot. That that's that's the kind of impact he had in football, and it's definitely had an impact on football worldwide there's no doubt about it um i just think what he's brought to the game you cannot deny that kind of style and to be able to 
put it into that Dutch team. Um, and it's just a shame we never won anything with that Dutch team winning it. Well, he did. He did. He won. won the not, well, yeah, not not that Dutch team, but yeah. he did. He did win. He still won Holland's only yeah. only trophy in yeah. in eighty eight. And and at the end of the day, if you look out, uh, well, I mean, I, I do I do actually think Holland are actually really unlucky. They're kind of like England in that aspect. So for him to actually you know go and do it and win, uh, yeah, it's massive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and he did he did set up the whole that Cruyff. What he he did a back to back to back European Cup, didn't he? He won three. I think Nichols was only there for. Well, one yeah. or two of them, but he, um, you know, he did set up that team and he did kind of set up the whole Barcelona Ajax. Dutch connection. He, yeah, well, he, he won the um, Ajax as well. You see, when they, um, that great team that Ajax had, which yeah. we were talking about change football, he was manager of them at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, yeah he, he had some great, great players, but this is the thing, like, this is probably why I've put him so high as well. Like, I, I think I prefer someone who does things with great players than someone that is a bit of a, an underdog, perhaps. Um, yeah, and I just think his influence, is, it's a lot more than his CV, isn't it? It's his influence and his style of play kind of thing. Is why. But yeah, he has one stuff as well. Like It's not like Bielsa, no. um, who was supposed to be banned, that word. But sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a lot of people do bang on about him, but at least Mickles has got a bit of a trophy cabinet as well to show for it and yeah it's the influence that's all all we've got to say it's um i don't think any other manager apart from i'm gonna say pep but you know pep is obviously being influenced by michaels and michaels however you say it um apart from pep i can't see any other manager that we've named has had a major influence on the way people play maybe jose parking the bus but Marina's here it's had a massive influence and to have that on the world of football and going forward and what even to this day, people are still do, using that kind of style of play. You have to be named in the top, I think, top two. But um, we'll see. But yeah, he's... Um, yeah. Top three, maybe, yeah. Top three. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. So who else Who else did you guys have? Because there's one I, I really want to talk about. Um, well, who... I've gone for Alf Ramsey, which is probably the... Or burn out because so I'm you surprised you didn't go for, for Helmut Sean if, if you're picking 1966. Uh, <laughs> well, the, World Cup final managers, I thought you might have gone for Helmut Sean. Right, I mean, he was a uh, gunner in World War II, um, obviously facing the Germans, and it's kind of like a fairy tale, isn't it? You know, England's only World Cup win against West Germany at Wembley. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, was it Ipswich like, as well? It was the way in which we took over England. We weren't fancied at all. It was like Portugal with Eusebio, Brazil with Pele, you know, um, and the Germans were obviously strong. However, I mean, we smashed every single person, uh, every single country in that World Cup, including Portugal. Um, and then on to the final, I'm not, not like, we need to take three West Ham players, mate, and make them fucking sick. <laughs> You've done well, mate. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> You so are you saying that. Bobby Moore was no good? Yeah. Oh, Bobby, well, Bobby Moore was in the league of his own mate, do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, Jeff Hurst wasn't a fancy striker, do you know what I mean? But he made the call in the semi-finals to drop um, over the Arsenal geezer. Hey, no, Jimmy Greaves, didn't he? Jimmy Greaves, uh, Jimmy Greaves dropped him in the semis, didn't he? Uh, dropped him, yeah, for the final, didn't it? Yeah. And uh, Jeff Hurst comes in, scores that trick, proves the guy right. So, you know, uh, it's tactical decisions that really made an impact. You could argue the point, you know, Jeffers uh, third goal didn't cross the line, but you know, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he wasn't on mine, but obviously, yeah, it's it's a good one to to talk about, and he's he's always going to be a, a historical figure in English football forever and ever, really. Um, yeah, 
he, yeah, I think Ipswich won it was the other one where he had, he had a bit of success. But yeah, obviously that, that World Cup, like you can't... Revolutionised, you know, like at the time, I mean, he banned all England players from drinking, you know, smoking and stuff. They were the fittest players going, do you know what I mean? His whole ethos onto management, which probably did change management forever. I, I think, personally, it was his whole, like, total terrorism, like, I'm the man, you do what I say when I say, otherwise you don't play. And, um, yeah, I mean, find find another instance of that in football earlier. It's a shout. I don't think top five. I think sentiment plays a lot in it. For this. Yeah, I mean, not so. I mean, you're both English, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I thought that'd be a shoo <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a, a guy I want to talk about, he's not on your guys' list, um, shout out. Beating the press podcast actually as well because when we did our 50th episode, um, they put him as manager for for their greatest eleven, and that is Marcello Lippi. Um, he's he's the first guy to win Champions League and the World Cup. I think Del Bosque's done that as well now. And obviously, nineties football. What was the main league in the nineties? Absolutely. Yeah, and he, you know, he won like four or five league titles in the toughest league. I, I, I don't know if there's ever been a, a more competitive league than Serie A in the 90s. Oh, oh, I, I suppose in, England in, in the mid-2000s to late 2000s is probably up there as well. But yeah, he, his Juventus team still dominated the 90s in terms of league titles. Um, that that Italy World Cup team, I mean, Jordan, you put that in, in your top 10 international size ever, didn't you? And yeah. They had to overcome a lot of big sides. Zidane's France, um, Germany, Balat, and people like that, and Czech, Czech Republic with Nedved. And yeah, he he beat them all, and, and he won that. I mean, he's yeah, he's obviously got a lot of individual awards as well. And yeah, I just think he's a very very good coach. Yeah, he's a, he's a good shout. I just I, I think after that though, he just went a bit south, didn't he? I don't really think he did anything else, did he? Well, he's got. <laughs> He's got like even up to that point, you're talking fifteen, twenty years of success. Like, that's, yeah, that's enough. No, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've had about I'm five. Not, I'm sorry, it? I'm not discrediting, not discrediting before that. I'm just, I'm saying after that. Oh yeah, I mean, he he came back for um that yeah he came back for Italy's defence of their World Cup. Yeah, and then and that yeah they didn't make it out of the group, so that that did harm his legacy a little bit, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, winning the World Cup before. That, in in a way that shows what a big achievement that was because yeah they were pretty they barely ever got they got, I think before he took over in Euro two thousand and four they didn't get out of their group either um they weren't very good at the World Cup in two thousand and two either so it it had been a long time since since Italy did anything in a World Cup since nineteen ninety four so um yeah, yeah. it's a good shout he's a he's he was a top manager. This, this is the problem with like modern day. So when I just said that, you know, you modern day managers are always judged on basically. You, you're, you're always judging your last kind of stint, didn't you? Um, well, his last stint, he he did win the Champions League. It was the the Asian Champions League, though. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and uh, he's he's one of the. I'm sure he's one of the only people that have won an equivalent of the Champions League in two continents. I mean, you no, would have well, preferred yeah. a Copa Libertadores, I suppose. But yeah, it's. Again, it's no mean feat, I suppose, to win to win the Asian Champions League either. Um, yeah, Marcelo Lippi was actually um, sacked the City coach because he was actually um, linked to the uh, 
corruption in Italian football. Which at the end well, of the day, it was the Juventus. got docked of a, a title. He wasn't manager at the time, um, or someone else. But I mean, this has been going on for years. So what you're talking about? I mean, I mean, it's Italian football. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was a great league back in the day. But again, it was massively fucking corrupt. Yeah, it might have been, but. <laughs> yeah, it might be, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> Juventus got docked because it was 2006. They got relegated, didn't they? So they got docked of title two, two or three years before. So I think he would have been there in 04. So I think that that oh no, I think Milan won that anyway. So he, yeah, he he was there in the to that. I'm, I'm not sure in the 90s whether you can whether you can necessarily tar him to say that he would. He, he only won that because he was corrupt. In and then he was there again from 2001 to 2004. So, yeah. Yeah, but the, the corruption that you're talking about where um, Juventus got Juventus got relegated and I think Milan got uh, stripped of a title, didn't they? Or they got banned from Europe. That, was, that wasn't that was in the 90s when, when he was winning all those league titles when you had the likes of Batistutas, Fiorentina, Turam, Crespo at Parma, um, Totti at Roma, and and all that when when the league was really strong. It it was after that that the corruption happened. Yeah, I mean, who's this guy talking about corruption when he is the best ever West Ham manager, Sam Allardyce? <laughs> <laughs> I got names. Did you say David Moyes? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, who, like... who else? Have, who else have we got anyway? On yeah, that we haven't spoken Alex, about yet. Alex, you only talked about Clough. Who else? Um, you got? <laughs> I've, well, obviously, I've gone through Ramsey as well. Um, oh, yeah. Also, Ferguson, uh, Pep Guardiola. I think he's on everyone's list. Um, yeah. Well, actually, Jack, he's not on yours. Um, but yeah, the guy revolutionised football. I, I think, especially for um, you know when he went into Barcelona. I mean, at the time, they were on such like a high. A lot of people just thought to themselves, "How can they get better? How will they get better?" And seeing what Jack's saying about you know, he takes more interest in um, managers that get the best out of good players. You can't look any better than Guardiola. What he got out of Messi, Xavi, Iniesta, David Villa. Oh, you can argue he has some great players, but he still managed to keep them, all these egos and all these big players, playing in the same way and dominating football. So, yeah, um, I, I can't argue with anything you're saying. Um, to be honest, I think I sort of probably overlooking current managers, but yeah, I, I think Pep's Pep's got to be up there. And yeah, to use see, your to use my point against me, I, I think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're completely right. Yeah. You went to obviously people say like he's only gone to big clubs, which is fair enough. But look what he's done at City. You know, he's completely changed their philosophy. He's done the same at Bayern Munich, completely changed their philosophy. They're two big well, Man City wasn't never used to be a big club, do you know what I mean? Uh, but two massive clubs that he's gone and changed their mentality because mm. of the you know, it's Pep. Um, and that's a massive thing. It didn't just change their mentality. Was, I remember when Pep came to the Premier League, all of a sudden, every every team wanted to, you know, start playing proper football, passing out from the back, yeah. uh, you know, utilising the wing-backs a lot more. Yeah. And he, he has got that pull power, hasn't he? He does. I think that, you know, the likes of Messi potentially will be coming to, to City because yeah. of it. You know, and I've, I, this argument about buying success, right? I, look, you can... You can Buying good players can go so far, right? But you can see, it's evident this season, actually. When you look at Chelsea, we brought, what, I, I don't know, over 200 million worth of players or maybe more than that, right? Yeah, you're talking Werner, one of the top goal scorers in Europe. You're talking Havertz, one of the best young players. You're talking, a, you know, experienced Thiago Silva, right? was free, but I can go on. ZH, blah, 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 right? Chilwell. Lampard, yeah. Chilwell, England, left back. <laughs> all, the, all these people, all these players, 
all the players that we've had before in the past and whatnot, you, you give Lampard those players and he clearly, as much as I hate to say it, I still think he shouldn't have been that given time, but he clearly wasn't the right man at, um, or wasn't going in the right direction with that team. <clears throat> and it shows you that you need a certain manager and a certain character and a certain man management and a certain idea, philosophy to work with the players that you've got. And people can bang on about Pep Barnes and these players, right? But those players are only human and those players can only feel their potential in systems that work for them. And I think by the Chelsea um, example, you can see it in even City to this at this point. City are on a run of like something ridiculous. What is it, like 15 games or, or way more than that? Not 20, even, I think, by now. Yeah, winning not, in, that, in all comps. Yeah, not losing. I don't know if they've conceded. I don't know. But Pep has been known for his high press, playing with the wing-backs, playing with the ball from the back, the, the keeper being involved as a, like another player or outfall player, basically. But this season, their defensive record is unreal. And that's Pep changing his ways, changing how he manages that team, that set of players. And let's not forget, these players that he's moving around, these are not brand new players that he's brought in. This is John Steins. This is this is Carl Walker, right? They're, they're players that have been there. And let's, let's, not, let's be honest, John Stones, you wouldn't put him as a world-class centre-back, would you? I actually but, would. Well, no, you would now. I don't think you would previously. No, no, not in the last like, couple of seasons. But when he first came through, I thought he could be properly decent, probably the best England half we had. But this, well, my my point being is he's he's been able to mould it and change his ways. And now look at City now; they look mm. unplayable. Um, I just think he's unreal. And I think the you know right, you've got yes, he buys his players, but he's still got to get the best out of them. And that's the that's the thing with Pep; he gets the best out of players. I mean, Raheem Sterling went from a kid to like a fully grown international England star starter. Basically that place is c- cemented for him or has been in recent years anyway. KDB. Yeah. He, he's a world-class player, but I think he only got pushed up to that level because of Pep. Even Gundogan at the moment is looking like a different player now, isn't he? Uh, as well. I mean, his management of Foden's probably been very underrated. I mean, a lot of people said that he should have gone on loan. I don't think so. I mean, look at the way he's playing now. That's learning from David Silva by his time, and he's fucking superb. <laughs> That's it. He's not. He's not playing him every game and running him into the ground like like Wenger did with Wilshere. He's, he's actually managing his career properly. Yeah, yeah. and that's exactly. I know Jack don't like it, and when we talk about it in the FPL, but he's pet roulette. But pet roulette works for his team. Yeah, and it is. He actually is a brilliant manager, and you know. I think we can be talking if he carries on. And what, how old is he? He's only in his like forty, isn't he? Yeah, because he was he was the captain in '92, so that was. I reckon he's probably in his fifties now. But yeah, man, he, I think. But only early, probably best. early fifties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not for having him in there. Definitely, I think I probably overlooked overlooked current managers a bit. Yeah, and look, I I said earlier on before the podcast, are you boys were expecting me to put Jose in? I yeah. Think, an affiliation with Jose because of what he's done at Chelsea, but you can clearly see something is not right. I think with Jose, with Porto, he done wonders there. And then you can probably talk about buying success with Chelsea a bit in that in that era there, because in that era there, you could probably go and buy players and it worked for you. But now everyone's got the, I suppose, access to money, etc. Jose's kind of been found out a little bit, hasn't he? His, his management style doesn't always work. And managing those big egos, I mean, Pogba for one, I think every club he's ever, ever been at is alienated like their best player or someone relevant to the team, like Deli Alley at the moment for Tottenham. At Chelsea, he done it with Arjun Robin. Um, he's done it for a few players at Chelsea. I think 
Jose, just to touch on him, I don't think he, he's got the man management side uh, to a T. But there were some players that would have said that he was behind the scenes, not in front to the press and whatnot. Behind the scenes, he was fantastic. Mm. But I think over the years, he's turned bitter. And I think an impact is, you know, I think it's a, it's a knock-on effect of him not winning trophies. The media probably get to him. The same characteristics that he had previously that he was being, you know, oh, look, he's wonderful. Jose, he's fantastic. He's a great guy. I remember the media turned on him and now he's been the victim of his own kind of, his own game kind of. And that's what's tur- turned on him. I think he needs to, I think he needed more time out of the game before he went to Tottenham. That's that's my my thoughts on Jose. And that's why I don't think he's as good as Pep. I think he's kind of ruined his legacy over the last, what, five or six years? Yeah, I think I've been convinced by, by what you two are saying about Pep um, over Jose, really. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to put him in. I, th- I think we've mentioned most of our, our main ones, really, other than, I think, Arrigo Sacchi, we've we've not really touched on yet. Um, I think you, you sort of have talked about Jock Steen, haven't you, a, a little bit? Oh, yeah, I'll quickly go into it. I, I just, I think he, he was... I think got 26 titles. Um, I think we talked about him previously on previous podcasts when I was talking about Billy McNeil um, and the impact he had. But I think he was led by one of the greatest managers of all time, personally. Um, yes, the Scottish League back then, Celtic Rangers, Celtic Rangers, like we're saying. But Jock Steen, similar to what you know Alex is talking about with Clough, he took Celtic to you know Champions League final and won it. Um, and then he obviously went on to, I think, was win ten league titles in a row or something like that. So, um, the, in terms of achievements, he's he's definitely done it, and he's part of a massive history in Celtic. Um, the Lisbon Lions. He's a proper Scot in the sense that he, you know, you wouldn't backchat him at all. He was stand his ground, that kind of figure. Um, I mean, his story basically is a working class kid worked in a coal mine. Um, I think he played for Blantyre. Then eventually Celtic, and the way he got into management, his his career was cut short because of an injury. But then um, he was a reserves manager for Celtic, had to go out to Dunfermline and Hibs, then came in um, and managed Celtic permanently, and that's how it all started. But I think with him, and this is what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, it's the knock-on effect and influence that he had on other people. And for me, because he had that influence on, in my opinion, the greatest manager ever, Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, Alex Ferguson openly talks about him mentoring him, um, you know, taking him through games. Um, I think it was when um, Aberdeen were playing Real Madrid, I think in the in one of those Euro games, and he talked him through through one of the games. Um, took took Sir Alex Ferguson through through the games, etc. And here's what you can do here and blah blah blah. He was that kind of man, and obviously the hairdryer treatment didn't just come from Fergie. It was obviously Jock Steen as well. So that type of man. That type of achievement that he uh, he obviously achieved that, that what he achieved sorry I can't see how he can't be considered into the top five. Yeah, I, I didn't realise he'd won that many titles. Did you say twenty six? So yeah, I mean right, yeah, and it and Celtic obviously the first British team to win the European Cup under his management. So I think we've so, probably t- talked about him, haven't we? When we talked about Billy McNeil and how Jockstein kind of is the guy that that people do talk about the most. Um, so yeah, just just to touch on Sachi then, um, yeah, as you said, Jordan is kind of been influenced by by Mickles, which I think for that reason Mickles has got to be above Sachi anyway. But yeah, great great tactician. I mean, he, one of the best defensive coaches out there, really. I mean, it, it helped. <laughs> you know, Maldini, Baresi, Costa Corta at the back, but that Milan side, the late eighties, early nineties, you're talking probably a top five side of all time, really. And that's 
you know, of the last like 125 years. That's that's how good they were. And yeah, they had, they had some great players. But again, this, this goes back to the point of getting the most out of those great players. And, and he managed to do that. And I think, I think he might be the only guy actually on, on this list. He's not, he was never a professional footballer either. Shoemaker, wasn't he? <laughs> quite a lot of, quite a lot of Italian. Uh, Sarri was like that, wasn't he? Yeah, what I was about um, to say, I was about to say, he, he, if you're going to talk about a modern version and a kind of diluted modern version, Sarri would probably be it. I mean, the way... Similar name as well. Yeah. And they I mean, look a bit similar. Yeah, he, uh, well, I think he used to wear like tinted glasses or sunglasses, didn't he? <laughs> um, mm. But um, yeah, you, you love that um, that Dutch kind of um, influence on football. He had the Pulit, Rijkaard and Van Basten, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. So... I've, he 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 brought attacking football into a defensive league, I suppose. Um, and I, I just just in that point, when you talk about Berezi, it just shows how how good I suppose both of these people are. So Sarchi and Berezi. I mean, he played a four four two typically with a high line, and he would his football was known for the risk. So the high line that that four would always come out from the back quite high. Um, and a lot of teams would play balls over the top to obviously defeat that. But Baresi and, and Maldini were perfect and intelligent in the way they played. But I suppose you can't be that good without a good coach to tell you how to, to do those things, can you? So I don't know. I don't know how much, much people give credit to Sarchi and how good Baresi and Maldini were, was. Um, but I suppose you've got to give him some credit. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they do, I think. They, they call it Sarchi's Milan, don't they? Even though Capello was there for, I want to say, about five years after um, Sarchi left. But, you know, no one calls it Capello's Milan, even though it was the similar players. Sure. And they did they did win a Champions League under Capello, but it's Sarchi that, that they reference because he started it all off. Um, but, yeah, I suppose it's now time to do our, our two to five if we're saying that Fergie's number one. Well, on the basis that we have Clough too. <laughs> I can't be able to ransom by Clough. <laughs> you should, man. I mean, what you're, what you're talking about, you're talking about all these uh, managers that have had fantastic players. What Clough did is take not good players, but do Leicester, but twice. <laughs> yeah, but this is... I it's suppose not, this is a difference of opinion then, isn't it? Because because where's I was saying that I I think personally it's um it's about getting the best out of the the best players and, and reaching the highest levels. But well, is it? Oh, well, but that's the thing. He reached the highest levels with shit players. But were they? I <laughs> mean, you're talking Sorry. about having one of the best. I'm sure you even had him in your top ten, Alex. Best goalkeeper, one of the best goalkeepers of all time, in Peter Shilton. Mm. And the first one million pound player, yeah, but but to a Ferguson situation where you know, he had no money and he had to, you know, get promoted from Division Two to Division One to get all these players in. And the very fact is, no one still thought he was going to do it. It was the first time anyone in English football had done what he'd done. Well, my um, argument against that, though, right? Just uh, right. What is it between that and Fergie in that Man United team in the beginning with those academy players? But making them win titles, and I suppose Jock Steen as well, right? I mean, I'm funny if you give me Paul Scholes, Aaron Giggs, and David Beckham. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could win a title back then. <laughs> like, they're all young. They're all young, and 